Hi, this is Terrell Somerville, the lead pastor of Freedom Church. Welcome to our podcast. We hope you enjoy the message today and that you'd also take time to get plugged in to your local church. We believe you can't do life alone, so we learn to do life together. I also want to thank our givers who make this podcast possible. If you are blessed by this ministry, please consider subscribing, giving, and sharing this with your friends and family. God bless you. Everybody, welcome to Freedom Online. We're so thankful that you're tuning in today from wherever you're at. And hey, be sure to invite someone else. Maybe give them a text message and say, hey, jump on here with me. Or maybe you just scrolled across it for the very first time and you're brand new to FC Online here at Freedom Church in Galton. Thank you for joining in with us today. Hey, if you are new, do us a favor, make a comment below or it says below, fill out a connection card. We'd appreciate that very much. Hey, over the past several weeks, especially during this time, we've been in a series called Hang On. And it's been an incredible series, and I hope it's been an encouragement to you. And maybe you missed a message, or maybe this is your first time and you haven't heard any of them. I want to challenge you just to download our app. All you got to do is go to the App Store and type in Freedom Church Gallatin, hit download. You'll have all the past previous messages from this series and many others. But also, when you have the app, you can go to the outline. Just go to the home uh, face part of it there and go to Sundays down in the right-hand corner, and you can pull up the outline for today's message. But this series has been all about hanging on from this particular verse in the Message Bible in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 3, which says, you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and His rule. So today what I want to talk about is talking about how that you just try to hang on to your kids, you know, especially during this time. And some of you are thinking, man, I've hung on to enough of them. They got out of school early. They've been at home. They're driving me crazy. But really, when we look in the grand scheme of things, everything has been pulled away that was normal to them. Everything's been taken away from the school activities, the ballpark activities, other activities, and all these different things. And it's just kind of been you, parents, and them. And, you know, it reminds me of a time when I was just a kid, you know, when it comes to kind of hanging on and my dad hanging on to me. We were in the backyard playing one Sunday after church, and some of the kids from church came over, and my dad had this aluminum stepladder. And so what he did, he took this aluminum stepladder, and he stood it straight up, okay? And when he stood it up, he asked me to climb up to the top of the ladder. Well, it wasn't leaning against anything. And I thought, this is crazy. And he said, don't worry, I'll hang on to you. Don't worry, I'll hang on to you. And so I fearfully walked up that ladder and got enough courage. And then all of a sudden, when I got to the top, I'm, he's holding the ladder and it's not on anything, but he's got it vertically held there. And dad is hanging on to me. And there I am at the top of a 12-foot ladder not leaning against anything and it just kind of reminded me of something I realized when I grew up my dad was hanging on to me in that moment but what my parents taught me to hang on to was hang on to a life in Jesus see when everything is stripped away and there's none of these extracurricular things going on and and life has got down to difficult days and and what's going through our kids are really witnessing what we're hanging on to. I mean, what are you hanging on to, parents? Because whatever you're hanging on to, that's what your kids are witnessing that you're hanging on to. And one day, what you're really hanging on to when it comes to difficult days that we've been going through in these last couple of months, when they watch you in word and deed, is that what you want them to hang on to when they vacate your home? So, you know, when they're young, we try our best as parents, and I know I do, uh, especially during these times, you know, to try to do our best. We try to, okay, I'm going to try to be the best I can in front of my kids, but they get the real you, okay? Let's be honest, parents. They get the real you, and there's things that happens. But when you're with them, and you're with them 24-7, 365, and the more so now, are they watching you hang on to fear? Because you're really wondering, if, are you going to be the next one that's going to get laid off at the job because a whole lot more before you has? Are they watching you worry because you sit and you watch the news and, and you see the reports on the news and there's this spirit of fear across America that God never gave us? Maybe they're watching you and they see you break down and you're trying to balance your checkbook and it's in negative and maybe, Mom, you broke down and cried and they witnessed that. 
You know, when they see these things and we're trying to make sense of this world that's gone crazy, imagine their little minds of how that they're trying to make sense of this world that's gone crazy. Maybe you haven't really been praying the way that you need to pray. Maybe you haven't been seeking God the way you need to pray. Uh, seek Him and all that you're doing. And, and I want you to know I've been praying for you, and I've been praying for a church family. I've been praying for everybody to make sense out of this crazy world that's gone crazy over this COVID-19. And, and maybe you're there, and you have this fear of the virus that maybe you're going to get it because someone in your family got it. Or, or maybe you're just wondering, how in the world am I going to make it through this time? How am I going to hang on? You're just financially stressed out. Or maybe you're just trying to hang on to your marriage because you find yourself fighting with one another because of so much stress of what's going on in your life. Or, or maybe your business is at the brink of closing and it doesn't look like it could ever open up and you poured everything into it. Maybe your life is at the breaking point and you're facing failure. And your kids are witnessing what you're going through. Maybe you're worrying and worrying about your kid's future. The question is, are you going to succumb to the worry? Are you going to cling to the true faith of God during such volatile times that we're living in? See, worrying will be totally unhealthy for your life, for, your, for, for you as a being. And, and when you worry, it keeps you up at night. And, and what it does, worry constantly, it just eats at you and it eats at you and it eats at you. And no matter how much you try to stuff it into your heart, your kids know you too well. And they watch you and they wonder, what's wrong with mom? What's wrong with dad? How do we deal with that? How do we, how do we really try to hang on to our kids and then one day we're going to launch them out into a world? What or who will they hang on to when it's their turn to lead in their homes? You know, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, it says, Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. See, when you think about all of what we've been going through, the stress, the struggles, and the strains that's taking place during this time in our nation and in our world, when you look at worry, the root, the root of worry is not misplaced priorities. It's misplaced faith in Almighty God. It's a failure for you and I to really grasp the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the good news of Jesus Christ, that he is here with us. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. And how that plays out in our lives is paramount to what our kids are seeing in their day-to-day lives. So, so I have a question for you. What are your kids witnessing in your day-to-day life? Are you full of faith or is there worry? It's written all over your face. Is it a situation where that you're really hopeful in the Lord or you're stressed out because of the world? Maybe it's a situation where the, you're prayerful and you're, you're really seeking God. Or are you angry and you're letting it flare at times when you shouldn't in front of the little eyes that see you? Or maybe you're displaying a great faith in God. Or you're in total despair for what's taking place. See, we hang on to our kids for a season. And then they're on their own. And how we live life and what they witness day to day will be the basis of what they're going to hang on to and probably dictate their life when they go out there making decisions without you and me to weigh in. See, what I see is, is when it comes to Christ followers, one way Christians have an advantage over a person that's never decided to believe is where that we put our faith. We put our faith in God. We put our faith in him who is the only one that's risen from the grave and he's given us the power that raised him from the grave in our lives no matter what's taking place in the world around us. And we've got to look at that and understand and be able to relay that to those little lives that we brought into the world. It's so critical. And when you think about those unbelievers, listen, we let our lives shine in such a way that we let Everyone know that we know God and we know this book and we know God is great and God is good all the time. You say, well, why in the world uh, can you have that kind of faith? How can you have that? 
going on in your life? How can you be a person that's positive all the time? I didn't say I was positive all the time. I'm talking about a lifestyle that you're playing out in front of the eyes of those you brought in the world. See, with God, God knows the future. He knows the past. He knows the present. He knows the future. And here's what I know about you and I, no matter what we're facing when it comes to our lives relationally, financially, physically, professionally, no matter what we're facing, God is not surprised by what's happening in this world. Nothing has caught him off guard. Nothing has disappointed God. And he's looking down and going, wow, God knows everything that's going to happen in my life. He knows everything that's going to happen in your life. So that's where I hope you can reframe your mind for those of you that have little ones that we're not just spending time with, but we're to be investing time in. So today, whether your kids are grown and they're gone, this is for you. Maybe you've got grandkids and you have time and and maybe you've just now been able to get around them. You have an opportunity to invest in them. Maybe there's someone in the neighborhood that you can share with. But in God's Word, there are over 7,000 promises in the Bible and many are to do with the future. And today, I simply want to share four promises that I hope and pray that you can grab onto and you can hang onto, that you can pass on to those in your family for generations to come of what God will do, but what the world won't. So what I've tried to do in my particular life is to be able to, to try, I tried my best to show my kids through their lives as they was in my home what their mom and I were hanging on to. And while they were growing up, I wanted to give them a spiritual DNA. I wasn't worried about whether they were the best on the ball team. I wasn't worried about whether they made the team or not. I wasn't worried about whether the speech they gave at school was perfect. I wasn't worried about whether they were on A, honor roll. I just wanted them to do their best. But what I knew was top priority is the spiritual DNA that I received and got through my parents in a tough world. And I want them to have it in a tough world that they can live out and what they can hang on to in their lives. And this is assurance today of God's promises that's not only for my kids, but it's for everyone, for all of us to latch on to, especially the younger ones, to calm their fears in these volatile days. So those things I want to share with you, God's promises, He will be with us in times of trouble. You know, there's going to be things that's going to happen. We're going to come out of trouble, we're in trouble, or trouble's coming. That's just life. And, and we don't know what's going to happen in the next hour. We don't know what's going to happen in the next day, the next week, or the next year. But God is with us in these tense, troublesome times that we're dealing with. And we have to keep in mind that children often follow their parents' lead when it comes to responding to a crisis. They watch them. And children are like sponges. They absorb what their parents are going through. They watch our parents, they watch them as their reactions is taking place. They listen to the words that they're saying. They look at the energy level that they have or they don't have. And it's critical because their minds are inquiring about what's going on with mom and dad. And we have to, it is a must that we let them know that regardless of what we go through, we are not alone. I love the psalmist David and, and a lot of the encouraging words he said there, even in his most fearful times, in troubled times. He says in Psalm 9, verse 9 and 10, the Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. See, there's never a time that God is not with you. There's never a time that he doesn't, that you can think, well, my God is not there. He is there. And you know what? When we take that reassurance in our life, we need to give that reassurance to the little lives that's around us. See, the sad fact is, as we grow older as parents, our kids are growing up and and they're going to leave. And you know what? What are they going to cling to? What are they going to hold on to in their times of trouble? See, will they know not to fear that God's never going to abandon them? Will they know that they're never going to be alone? Will they know that he's never going to leave them behind no matter what they're facing in their life? He's always going to be there for them. 
So what we need to do, we need to, to be able to show the confidence to our kids that God is our hope. He's our refuge, that we can seek Him in our family. We can seek Him and let the kids know, listen, you don't have to worry. He's our hope. No matter what's going on in the world, He's our hope. He's going to be there for us. He's going to be the very one that's going to hang on to us as long as we're seeking to hang on to Him. See, hope doesn't mean, when I use that word, that the problems are going to go away. That's not what it means. We have to keep in mind that everything doesn't always work out the way we want things to work out. We have to be people to understand, though, that we have a God, and we just simply say, dear problems, my God is bigger than you. And we let our kids know that. See, we think of hope as something that keeps us going and even in the face of adversity of what's taking place in the world around us. And as Christians, our ultimate hope is that we can bank on God and that we're never going to be separated from His love. It's an encouraging word. In Romans 8, verse 38 and 39, says, And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Nothing. Say nothing. Look at the person next to you on the couch. Nothing. Okay, we got that. All right. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's amazing. When you think about that, so we instill hope in the lives around us, especially the little lives in the conversations by embracing them and loving them and holding them and sharing with them that God has helped us in our family. And our family's going to be able to find strength. Our family's going to be able to find meaning. Our family's going to be able to find purpose, even in the most difficult situations that we find ourselves in. Now, at the same time, I want you to understand that you've got to resist the temptation to minimize that which is possible. And you say, what do you mean? There's going to be challenges that your family's going to face. There's going to be challenges that our community's going to face. You know, as this COVID thing is opening back up, you know, there's all this stuff going on and there's going to be challenges taking place. We're all on the same page of the problems we're dealing with and we're all trying to navigate through it. So I'm not going to say that there's not going to be something that we're going to face and there's going to be challenges. But the goal is, is to strike a tone that we are hopeful, but yet we're being honest. That's what we want to do. And the question is always the same that people ask me when I talk to people. They say, Pastor, how are we going to make it? I mean, what's going to take place? How are we going to make it? And the answer is always the same. You know what? God is still on the throne. You know what? Despite what you hear from a government, what, despite what you hear from world leaders, despite what you hear from scientists and doctors, despite what you hear from local government and mayors, despite what's going on around us, all I got to say is God is still on the throne. He's with us. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. He's going to be with us when this world is gone. He's going to be with us. That's the way it is. Take that, Satan. So in the future, you face, here's what I know. This is one thing that we're dealing with. There's going to be, no doubt, probably other major troubles and trials. You can count on that, but you're never going to be alone. You're never going to go under. You're going to make it. Jesus told us in John 16, he said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. He said, basically, bank on it. But Jesus said, I have overcome the world. And you know what? When he's your Savior, there's hope. No matter what trouble comes our way, that's a promise from our God. So when Jesus is near, you can just lose that fear and say, it's gone, fear be gone. <laughs> but something else, God will watch over us when life is confusing. Now, when you think about confusion, I don't know about you guys, but I've never been in a time that everything is so confusing. 
You know, if you listen to what's taking place on the news, if you read what's on your, on your news feed with your social media, if you listen to other people or you talk to neighbors or maybe you go to work or you see somebody and you're trying to stand six feet away from them at the grocery store and talk to them, listen, it is enough to drive us totally crazy. But when you have little ones, think about this. When you have little ones and their little ears, is, you know, the old song, be careful what your ears, what they hear. I think it's something like that. I, my wife can sing it. But anyway, just imagine their little ears trying to make sense of what's going on around us. And you know what? And you know what? We're talking about a future that none of us have ever navigated. And what we will do, what's life going to be like? What in the world's the future going to be like? Think about their young minds and what of our kids. We've got to help our kids to hold on to faith, to be able to help them navigate. That there's going to be peace and there's going to be meaning and there's going to be purpose amid all the concerns that we're all facing. You've got to wrap your arms alone around them and let them know that, listen, honey, it is normal that you feel confused. It is normal that you're nervous about these things, but I want to encourage you. Listen, come over here and sit down on my lap. Let me read you a story. Let's read a verse of scripture. Let's pray together. Let's sing a song together. Let's watch a movie together. You know, you got to do what you can do to protect them. You're their protector. God has placed you in these moments to protect them and watch for them and encourage them and not let their little minds be damaged with too much information. And I'll get more to that in a moment, but we've got to seek to be able to maintain spiritual routines even though you can't meet here. You've got to have spiritual routines such as online on, you know, on Sundays. You've got to have those spiritual routines that gives them a sense of normal life and practices at your home and remind them that God is with us even in these confusions confusing times. Psalm 75, look what it says in verse 1. We thank you, O God. We give thanks because you are near. People everywhere tell of your wonderful deeds. So what do we need to do? We need to thank him. We need to praise him. We need to give him glory for the health and the strength and the home and the bed and the warm water and maybe even a ride and whatever. Well, listen, what you have, 98% of the world don't even have, even in these days that they say, it's like the 1932 Depression. I promise you, it's not like the 1932 Depression. Do your homework. So, we want to do everything we can do to let them know that God is with us and God has been blessing us up to this point. God is going to keep watching over us. He's going to keep blessing us. He's going to keep protecting us. He's going to keep providing us. So, we're just going to keep praising Him together for all that God is doing. And sometimes our minds, though, and I do this, and I'll track with you. Our minds want to worry about future situations. I mean, that's me. And I have to pull myself back, and I've got to watch how that my mind races to those things. And, I, and, and the rest of my life, I know this, it is uncharted territory. And I have not been there. But here's what I know. My God is already there. And he says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. When I look at these words here, these participles that makes up these, these two verses here from Solomon, I look at the word trust, and when you break down, then translate the word trust from which it is written here, what it means is to lie helplessly face down. Like you're ready to listen to your master. You're ready to make a move when he tells you to, and you're ready to obey him. But the danger is when it talks about in the verse here, do not depend on your own understanding. Listen, when you depend on your own understanding, what can happen is you'll miss God's will for your life. Listen, I, too many times we are too smart for our own good. We have too many degrees down our arms. Sometimes you simply need to turn the brain off and turn on the will of God as you seek it. Our intelligence will do us in. Too many times we listen to too many doctors, too many scientists about what's going on. And I love doctors and I love scientists and I love our health industry. I love people that are smart. I love people that have wisdom and all those things. But sometimes we as individuals have to take the time to get alone, get prostrate before God, lie down, face down, and listening for what the master wants us to do and obey in. Yes, we need to take the knowledge and we need to take the things from other people because that is important in our lives. But once again, sometimes we need to turn the brain off 
so we can seek and turn on the will of God in our lives. We miss that sometimes. We're depending on what we think that we can do. See, that's the good news. It's a godly guide. It is the best pathway. It is heavenly advice that's watching over you. And that's how you get God's peace and you get God's presence. Maybe you just need to get down tonight with your kids and say, kids, this word trust means to lie down face before God. Lay down there and say, let's talk to the master and see what he wants us to do. See, in the future, all of us, we're going to experience new pressures. We're going to experience new problems. We're even going to experience new opportunities. But what do you do? Where do you go for advice? Do you talk to your friends? You know, and it's good to talk to friends. Uh, but I think really, if we're honest, they're just as confused about the future as you and I are. You go to the Facebook feed, you don't know what to believe there. Or how about just talk to God? Get in tune with the Holy Spirit. And not only talk to God, take time to listen to God. You say, well, why would I listen to God? Because God knows every next move for your life, for your kid's life, and their own. Sometimes we're too busy to listen. It's kind of like this, you know. Um, my wife's car has these headlights, you know, and then and, um, and it, the last car that we had had these headlights, and they would turn around curves and stuff. But even the coolest elements of great headlights that would look a little further around the curve, you could still only see so far, as far as the headlights would shine. We don't have to know everything right now. We don't have to know what the future is right now. We don't have to have it completely figured out. You just have to know where to get the answers. And that is trusting prostrate before our holy God that he's got this. So you know your promises that he's going to be with me and you in these troubled times. We need to let our kids know that. He's going to be with us even in these times that are confusing to all of us. But also, God will go before us when we're afraid. Reminds me of a little girl. She was praying in a room, but when she was praying, her mom didn't know she was praying. She heard her saying, a, B, C. So her mom hears her reciting the alphabet. And she goes into the room and says, Honey, I heard you talking and you were saying your ABCs. She said, Mom, I really don't know what to say right now. So I'm just going to recite the letters and God will put together the words of my prayer because I'm afraid. Wow, from the heart of innocence of a child. See, sometimes we're afraid that the future might not be so good when we face a crisis and it's wrecking us spiritually at times, emotionally, physically, financially. And we think it's so big of a problem. We think that it is so intense it bleeds off from us even on to those around us. And we even question if God could even help us through this. How are we going to hang on and get through this? And the kids pick up on it. And, and more than we realize, they pick up on what's going on with the news with COVID-19 because it's on the news 24-7. Or they hear it on the TV, what's going on. Or they pick up from it from you and your discussions and they don't fully understand. whether. So here's what I want to challenge you. Whether you're in your car you're at the dinner table, or you're sitting down with them to play a game or whatever, maybe you take time and just sound and say, hey, what have you heard about this virus thing? You take time to listen. Because their little minds are as inquiring about what's going on as what yours and mine are. And that is an opportunity for you in that moment to help fill in any gaps or anything, it may not be true, but yet be able to let them know, you don't have to fear. You don't have to be afraid. I'm here with you. God is with us, and we're going to get through this together. Have you heard anything about this you want me to explain to you? It's so important that you do that. Here's the reassurance of God's faithfulness in Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 8. It says, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. Okay? He's there ahead of us. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. 
See, Moses is encouraging Joshua here to not be afraid that God is going before you. And see, God used Moses to be able to lead the people of bondage of Egypt, God's people, up to the promised land. Then God used Joshua to lead them into the promised land. And and God was going before them. He was taking them by day with a cloud over them. And that was their sunscreen, their copper tone, and gave them fire by night without an LED flashlight to be able to know where they're going. And that's a big deal because if God would go before the Israelites, God would go before me and you that have given our lives and our hearts to Christ and trusted Him as our Savior. So something else is so important with your kids not to be afraid. Take times to pray together. Model praying together. You know, if I didn't pray with my kids every day, Man, they'd call me out on it if I got too busy. That's just the way they were because it not only become a good habit, but it came a lifestyle. And so we want them to understand that we put our faith as a family in God and we trust God above all else. Yes, we want to listen to those that's in authority over us as it talks about in Romans 13. But above all, the ultimate one that has authority over us is our God that gives us every heartbeat and gives us every breath to breathe. We seek Him in everything that we do because He's not only our God now, He's our eternal God. So praying together helps you and your children to be able to access hope in a time of need and that you're not going through this alone, that God is with you and you're with each other and God is with us and we're together in this thing. And prayers helps our kids to be reminded of God's love even when they feel scared. Something else is important. Read the Bible together. Read the Bible together. It's so encouraging. Even let them read that has the capability to do it. And I want to challenge you. Take these verses of encouragement that I have in this outline today. I want to ask you if you would this week for those of you that have children at home. Get together and read God's Word together. Look at it. Ask them questions. Let them ask you questions. And and converse on this. Because it's so important. These are some great verses, especially in this day and time. The Bible has a lot to say about God's love. Not just these verses. About God's, uh, uh, what's taking place in this time. Especially in troubled times that God can say to us. Read the Scriptures. Reread them. Take turns. Do all that. But something else I want to challenge you to do. Those of you that have kids at home. Be really careful to limit your kids' exposure to the media. It's that important. You got to monitor the time that your kids are online. And you got to be careful of that. But I know it depends upon their age, and you can work that out, parents. You're smart. But you got to be careful of the social network sites that they're on and, and the use of that. And presently, I will tell you, and you already know this, there's a lot of unhelpful and incorrect information that's out there online. So be careful about that. I think about God going before the Israelites and what he did. And I promise you, if he'll go before them, he's going to go before us and he's going to bless us. Just like he promised to take care of them, he promised to take care of our needs. He's going to give us what we need, our food, our clothing, our water. You know what's so cool about God? Here we are. We got multiple shoes, probably every one of us. And I'm not going to tell you how many pair of shoes I've got because i got a shoe fetish. But anyway, he even gave them shoes that never wore out. That's a loving God, and that's a God that's for us. Those shoes lasted 40 years. So he knew what they needed before they needed it, and he knows that for them, and he knows that for us. So if he knows that for his chosen people, don't you think he knows what you and I need in this time? God's presence with us is an indicator that he's going to be the provider, the same for me, the same for you, and God is going before us. Listen to what it says in Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 24. It says, I will answer them before they even call on me. Do you hear that? I will answer them, talking about our prayers, before they even call on me. That is amazing when I read that. While they are still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. Oh, my goodness, that is amazing to see that. But, you know, How many of you are like me? You probably know a negative, discontent, grumpy, whining, worrying Christian right now. How many of you know that person? Now, if they're sitting in the room with you, 
Uh, don't look either way, okay? Just, you know, if you're here in the auditorium, I would tell you to blink at me, but I can't see you. But man, this word is telling me here, we shouldn't worry. We shouldn't whine. We shouldn't be negative. We shouldn't be discontent. And if we are like that, and I think if there are times I'm like that and you're like that, but don't let it become a lifestyle. Let's confess it and say, God, I'm sorry. You know, sometimes I lay awake at night. And you know, I had an old preacher tell me one time, and, and it was a good word, what he said, but it didn't line up with the word. He said, you know, you shouldn't worry, but if you don't worry, there's not nothing much to you. And, and what he was saying was that we really, is ultimately saying we ought to be concerned about ourselves, our family, our church family, especially. I'm concerned about our flock here at Freedom Church. Sometimes at night, I sit and I wonder, what if? What if this COVID thing don't go away? What if, you know, things don't get better with the economy? What if people's businesses don't get back up and running? What if the business closes and they don't get to go back to work? What if? I just, what if, what if? And I'm thinking, what if? What about him? What about God? We're still on the throne. So if you find yourself being that worrying, discontent, whining Christian at times I've done that and I think if you'll admit it there's probably times you've done that let's confess and say God you've got this God you've got our back no matter what happens in this world we're just pilgrims passing through me and my family are on our way to heaven and this is not our home we've got an eternal destination we're just passing through no matter what happens hears us before we even call upon his name. Now, I've, I've grown to trust God's faithfulness, that he will give me what I need in every situation. That doesn't mean that bad things are not going to happen to me. And I think if you'd admit, there's sometimes it may happen to all of us. We may suffer loss, but we just got to know. And we've just got to hang on to the eternal fact that God is going to go before us. He's always going to be there for us. He's going to meet our every need. And, and you know, for me, I, I think I know what I need for the future. I think I know that I need God. I, I think I know, I know I need my wife. I know I need my children. I, I need my family. I need my church family. I need my health. I need my money. Um, and, and that's what I know I need. But here's the difference. I think I know what I need. But God knows everything I need. And that is what I've got to pass on to my children and I pass on to my grandchildren. And I asked you to do the same because God has ultimately gone before us in this life. You know what else he's done? He's gone before us in eternity. Look what it says here, and, and Jesus was encouraging, encouraging the disciples in John 14 when he said, don't let your hearts be troubled, trust in God, trust also in me. There are more than enough rooms in my Father's home. If this were not so, I would have told you and that I am going to prepare a place for you. He said, when everything, he said, if this were not so, I would have told you. So he said, when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. See, Jesus has gone into heaven preparing an eternal home for us, for those who trust in Jesus as their Savior, born again, forgiven of their sins, and had their name written in the Lamb's book of life in heaven. See, God's got you back now and forever. Let your kids know. Kids, God's got our back now and forever. You just got to let them know that. You know, I, I think about a home and, you know, my wife and I, we bought a camper and to put on my truck so we could go every now and then and go in it. And, and um, I thought I was going to decorate it, but she told me that she was going to decorate it. And uh, you know what I said? I said, yes, ma'am. Because if I can get her to go camping with me, that's cool. But, um, you know, you know how on our, on our beds, you know, we have... Uh, um, these extra pillows, you know, it, it really, my wife, she's really good about it. She'll take the big pillows that we never put her head on in our, on our king bed and she'll throw them off and, and she'll put them back on when she makes it. But 
I was looking at this stuff we had, and, and, and I said, what's these extra pillows here for? She said, they're for the camper, for the shams. I said, you're going to put those extra pillows in our camper that we're not going to use but throw on the floor. And she said, yes. So I didn't say anything, but man, she's giving it a great touch. She's making it feel like home, our true home, when we're away from home. Because she knows our style, and she knows our taste, and really what we love. And you know what? That's just like God. There's not going to be three different floor plans in heaven like it is in a lot of the communities, or three or four floor plans, and you can pick from one of the floor. No, no, no. God knows your style. God knows your taste. And you know what? He is going to give us that wonderful home that's just for you and just for me. Because God loves his children so much that he's already went before us into eternity. And he's preparing an eternal home for each and every one of us. Because once again, we're just passing through this life. And we need to pass on those promises to our kids and our grandkids. Listen, this is not our home. God's preparing our home in eternity. One day, we're going to be there together forever. That's amazing. The last thing I'd share with you, that God will work in us until completion. That's what I love about God. He never gives up on me. He will never give up on you. He's not going to give up on your children. He's not going to give up on your children's children. He's going to be there with you, and he's going to, to be able to help you in that, and he's doing a work in you. And people that give their life to Christ, here's what's amazing. There are people that will not give their life to Christ because they fear that they can't live it, or sometimes they fear that they won't be able to do anything great for God, and, and it's just lies that the enemy tells us. But here's what I know. As a man in Christ, I'm still a work in progress. As a husband, I'm still a work in progress. As a father, I'm still a work in progress. As a grandfather, I'm still a work in progress. As a father-in-law, I'm still a work in progress. As a son-in-law, I'm still a work in progress. As a son, I'm still a work in progress. As a pastor, I'm still a work in progress. And I love what Paul, while he was jailed, said to the Philippian church in chapter 1 and verse 6. He said, and I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. You know, Shannon and I were talking the other day, and, and I, I want to confess to all of you, it was one of those moments that I got so concerned and so caught up in the moment being honest, worried about my kids, worried about my grandkids. I began to worry about my family. I began to, to worry about my church family. And this is a statement that I made to Shanda. I said, Shanda, I wish we could just take all them we know that love God and let's just go home. Let's just vacate this thing. And then I realized I'm trying to depend on my own understanding. I'm not trusting. I'm worrying. I'm not looking to God in faith. I'm taking a moment of despair to take over me. And then I come to myself and I said, no. I really don't have to worry about my kids and what they're going to hang on to. Because they've witnessed their whole life 
who I've hung on to. I'm not going to worry about my extended family. They've watched who I've hung on to. They know who to hang on to. I'm not going to worry about my church family for the people that know me. They know who I'm hanging on to. I think each and every one of you know who to hang on to. And if you don't, today is your day. I love what Psalm says here in 118, verse 28 and 29. It says, you are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. See, God can do anything, but one thing he won't do. God will never, ever, ever break his promises. You may have been guilty of that. I know I've been guilty of that. But my God that provides for me he will never break his promises. You can count on it. See, the bottom line is, what are you truly hanging on to? Here's what I know. What you're hanging on to now and your kids are witnessing day to day will be a good chance you've planted seeds of faith that when you're not there and they're faced with making decisions one day maybe when you're not there who their decision making will be based on who they will trust who they will seek in those moments of troubled times let's pray Heavenly Father thank you God for your promises. Thousands of promises, Lord, in your word. We just covered a few of them. We're so thankful, God, today for the opportunity to not just spend time with those we love, especially our kids, but we get to invest in them. And they get to witness a consistent lifestyle, God, of who we hang on to, God. And, and God, I pray for every parent out there today, God, that if there's been times in their lives as it has with all parents, we make mistakes, God. May we seek you in forgiveness. But God, I want to pray for strength. I want to pray for power. I want to pray for insight right now in the name of Jesus that you would bless every parent, God, in this moment. Pass these promises on for generations to come. As we continue to pray, maybe you just need to admit, man, I just worry too much. It's all over my face. I talk about it. My kids see it. Our marriage is struggling at this time. I, I feel like I'm going to be the next one that gets laid off. And, and man, my health is, is not good. I'm wondering, I, do I need to go get tested? Or I'm even worrying about tomorrow, and it's not even here yet. If that's you, just say, God, forgive me. Ask God, God, give me strength to trust you one day at a time it's like the old song one day at a time sweet Jesus that's all I'm asking from you just claim God's promises in this moment and say God I'm going to claim them and I want to live them and I want to be an example of them pass those promises on to your kids let God know, God, I believe you're going to be with me. God, I believe you're going to watch over me and go before me. God, you're even going to fight for me and work with me. I'm going to hold on to your promises, God. I give my life prostrate before you, trusting you in everything. I'm claiming your promises, oh God, for me, for my family, my kids, now and forever, no matter what we face. Maybe there's one prayer you've never prayed as we continue to pray. That's a prayer to make a connection with Jesus in your heart and in your soul to begin a relationship with God. I pray in the name of Jesus right now, God, that you would just touch their heart right now and let them know that you want to know them intimately in their soul. 
If that's you and you feel that conviction in your heart and you feel like you're at a loss without God, you don't know God, you never ask Him to be your Lord, listen, your life is going to be so stressed out and so worried and, and about the future and now, it's going to be unreal. But if you'll say, Lord, I want to ask you to come in my life. I want to ask you to be my God, my protector, my provider. That one that goes before me, that one is there for me. just ask him to come in your heart and say Lord Jesus I invite you in I need your peace I need your plan for my life I need to live with purpose I need your joy I ask you to forgive me of my sins I ask you to save my soul I want to be born again anew save me my life is yours truly prayed that and you meant that from the depths of your soul thank him right where you're at and say thank you Jesus making me new in my heart you took out my stony heart and gave me a new heart heaven's rejoicing right now and we want to rejoice with you if you just gave your life to Christ for the first time, all you have to do is just simply text the word SAVE to the number on your screen. We want to follow up with you. We want to pray for you. We want to encourage you. We want to give you some direction in your newfound faith in Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here and you're listening to this and, and you need prayer. There's a number on the screen there. One of our pastors would love to pray with you, answer questions, encourage you in this time of need. Listen, I'm telling you, God is amazing even in these hardest, difficult times. And what we hang on to, others see us hang on to, is a domino effect in faith for Christ. I hope and pray that you'll be ready for next week's word. You're going to enjoy it. And I hope and pray that if you need us for anything, that you send us a text, an email, whatever you need to do, send us a message there below. We want to be there for you, and we're looking forward to being with you real soon. If you're brand new, be sure you fill out that connection card. We'll follow up with you. Love to know where you're from. I hope the rest of this day is amazing for you. God bless you, and we love you. Hang in there. Hello, Pastor Jim here. I just wanted to come on and thank you for listening and help answer the question, what next? If you gave your life to Jesus today, we would love to take that journey with you. Simply text the word SAVED to 615-900-2176. And make sure to follow us through the week on our social media accounts at Freedom Church TN. We love you. Have a blessed week.